The entire planet is a stage. Relentlessly and repeatedly displaying and replaying an horrific movie. A movie designed to push fear into the depths of your soul. Fear that will make you stand down while the corporate government crime syndicate just overruns your constitutional, inherent, God-given, inalienable rights and forces you to stand down while the deployment of a bioweapon targets your children for death. Uncensored, unafraid, and unstoppable, welcome to the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu. Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has turned over thousands of hours of seemingly top-secret footage to Tucker Carlson's Fox News team to review it. So now, of course, the question is, when will they publish their findings exactly? And the answer, seemingly, is whenever they feel like it. How much of that tape will Tucker Carlson decide to, or will Fox allow Tucker Carlson to make public exactly? Again, whatever they feel like, apparently. Look, we've complained about this already. Some people hanging out on Twitter, especially those with blue check marks, might think this is just sour grapes for us. Like, oh, well, we wish we could look at the tapes. Make no mistake, if the Stu Peters Network had access to the unedited full version of these tapes, we would immediately move to make them available to the public so that they can draw their relevant conclusions. Others think that we're just nitpicking, trying to find a reason to bash McCarthy or Tucker Carlson. And no, that's not it. And that's not how it ever was. The first reason that we want all of the tapes released right now is because that's what was promised to us. Not some half-baked partial release supervised by someone that we didn't choose. No, we were promised the tapes. We want the tapes. Another reason that it matters that we get them right now and release them immediately is because this isn't just some scholarly historical debate. No, these tapes matter right now because there are people whose lives are being completely destroyed in part because... These tapes are being kept hidden. POWs being held on U.S. soil right now without due process are being denied access to tapes that could exonerate them from allegations that they're facing months or even years in prison for. They need these tapes right now, and instead of getting them, they're watching them get handed off to some TV host. One of those political prisoners who could really use the tapes right now is Andrew Taki. Andrew has been trying to get full access to the J6 footage for more than two years now in order to clear himself of allegations that he assaulted and pepper sprayed a Capitol officer on January 6th. All he would need is for Kevin McCarthy to release those tapes to the public, which Kevin McCarthy could do at literally any time. But instead, Andrew Taki and all of the others are being left hanging. Only Tucker Carlson gets these tapes. And he gets to take his sweet time with them. Meanwhile, while Andrew waits in prison for Tucker to get those tapes out, authorities have denied him medical treatments that he was receiving before his arrest, which have caused a significant decline in his health. We say all of that to encourage you to support Andrew. He has a give, send, go link. We'll publish that link at stupeters.com and below our live broadcasts. The fund is set up to help Andrew obtain legal help, which he desperately needs, and we encourage you to donate if you're so able. 
Andrew Taki joins us right now from a federal prison where he's being held as a prisoner of war. Andrew, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. We've been begging for this since the very day we've all been arrested. This is tragic that we're still two years into this ordeal and still have not even gotten what judges even told us was available. All right. We started out with being told there was only 14,000 hours of video, not 40 plus thousand hours. Judges demanded and ordered for these 14,000 hours. We were, we were given 7,000 hours of told, Here you go. That's all you get. Put on a website. And then we've been denied access to these websites to even be able to see this. I have been begging to do everything in, in the judge's power for him to get us the ability to look at these even 7,000 hours. And it has not happened. You were, you, you were there, Andrew. I mean, uh, they're alleging that you, you know, beat and, and pepper sprayed a Capitol officer. What's on these tapes that will exonerate you? Uh, what I really want to see is being attacked by officers the instant I walked onto the property. We were not told to leave. I did not see any signs saying that there was anything closed. We were not given any hand signals to turn around. Nothing. Just instantly attacked by police. That is what I want. I will not uh, get too deep into my side of the criminal case, but I will take consequences for my actions if everybody takes consequences for theirs. If we were set up, if we were baited into it, if we were attacked so that we would react and respond in violent ways, that needs to be shown. You do not slap a red-blooded American in the face and expect him to turn his teeth to do nothing. Now, when you're at the people's house and you're not even told to leave, you are just outright attacked. Well, I will, I will tell you this, Andrew, if, if Speaker McCarthy turned over these tapes to the Stu Peters network, we would release them immediately in their entirety and allow the viewing public to reach the relevant conclusions. Why is Kevin McCarthy hiding these tapes? What is he hiding? Why did he select a man, Tucker Carlson, who none of us chose to secretly deliver these tapes to and allow Tucker his sweet time to release whatever he thinks will fit the Fox narrative. Do you trust Fox or Tucker or Speaker McCarthy at this point? I don't trust Fox one bit. The children are Biden supporters. It's as simple as that. I will say I have more trust in Tucker than the network, but on, on the reality of it, one network show does not have the manpower that it needs to go through 40,000 hours of video in two weeks. There are not hundreds of people with a hive mind that have the instant uh, communication abilities that are needed to go over this. Even with the 14,000 hours, this, this is just so much information and it's so jumbled up and gobbled up that they make it difficult to go through on purpose that we need the American people to be able to see this. Yeah, I was recently in a Twitter space, Andrew, and uh, there was a guy on here. I'm not even going to mention his name because he sounded like a complete fed. Uh, and we're not going to give the feds any accolades here. But his 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 objection to this was this. He said, if you release all of the footage, there are a lot more people out there that were present at January 6th that could then face criminal charges as a result of what's on those tapes. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I do not. Uh, any, any tape that's already got anybody else's identity on there, the feds already have it. So you're not going to stop that. The feds, if they needed help, finding any other people, they know they can go to Sedition Hunter, but I'm sure they have. So the American people having access to all of this is not going to make any difference one way or the other. 
indicated that more people being arrested. This will make more of a difference in showing that the government was out to hit people that day and to entrap them into this. Yeah, we think more people would be arrested, uh, potentially Nancy Pelosi, uh, potentially Adam Schiff, potentially Chuck Schumer, uh, the people that were behind this. This was a Fedsurrection, for a lack of better words. This was a complete setup. This was a Marxist coup. This was the overthrow of our government to install an illegitimate pedophile, as Candace Taylor so eloquently put it, into the White House. That's what this is. That's what they don't want us to see, is that all of the tactics that the CIA used and employed our press to overthrow a democratically elected regime in 2014 in Ukraine, the corrupt hole that that is, was then used in 2020 to overthrow our own government. Uh, $12 billion in damage from BLM rioters, making it look like a popular, you know, Antifa-style grassroots uprising. That's not what this was. This was a Marxist coup. Do you agree? It was not only that, but the, the, the psyop that they used on us to, uh, let me connect those two. You know, if, if one side of a population sees people going out destroying with impunity, seeking their quote-unquote mind as they burn down buildings, murder people, steal and rob everything they want, the other side is going to think it's okay to at least get out and speak their mind. We go speak our mind and we get attacked. You know, they, they did that on purpose. They wanted to show us that, here, it's okay. You go out and do whatever you want. You'll be fine uh, and, until we get our, uh, our Gestapo on you. But, you know, let's also not forget that Mitch McConnell definitely needs to be uh, included in that as well. He's definitely on their side. He's one of the elitist establishment people. Uh, you know, this, this was both sides. This was not just the, the Democrats and the establishment. This was everybody... Uh, even the, the military industrial people, I'll, I'll throw in Mark Milley in that as well. You know, he's a, he's a traitor that wanted to go to China. He hated Trump. He wanted to get rid of him. He wanted to get rid of his supporters. He wanted to strip the military of anybody that even voted for their current president. Now, this is everybody that was involved in this. Are you aware of any January 6th protesters that were arrested because they had a gun? So do you believe that this country has seen a violent insurrection yet? Uh, not from us, but it did over the, the summer of 2020, yes. Yeah, we agree. The real insurrection occurred throughout the summer months of 2020, and the real insurrection occurred on November 3rd of 2020, when the vote was disenfranchised and right out in the middle of broad daylight, an election was stolen away from the American people. How long is, has your opinion changed? Do you believe, uh, did you previously believe that we had free and fair elections? Did you previously believe that we did not have installations? How far back do you think that our so-called elected representatives have been selected and installed? Uh, up until 2016, I thought we did. I, I really, truly thought we did. Uh, seeing the antics that they pulled in 2016, I knew at that point that we did not. Uh, they showed that with Hillary not wanting to contest the election, she showed that she knew she had some dirty things going on. Uh, I'm from Texas, and those margins were way too close. There's not that many things there. Um, you know, I, God only knows how far they've gone back. You know, I, I was only born in 88, but look at the records, you know, how many other elections were stolen? They have to hate. Yeah, uh, we agree 100%. And they're not going to stop until they're stopped. 
And stopping them includes the release of these tapes in their entirety so that the entire world can see exactly what took place on January 6th and how this uniparty establishment of corrupt fossils in this so-called government have become a corporate crime syndicate and stolen away all of the freedoms and individual liberties that our Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and Bill of Rights supports, our God-given, inherent, inalienable rights that are being stomped all over every day. And you're right. This is the hands of the uniparty here. This isn't Democrat or Republican. That's a fake construct. This isn't conservative or liberal. That is also a construct. This is a uniparty, corporate government crime syndicate. And you're right. The turtle lord, Mitch McConnell, has a whole lot to do with it, yet still implanted right at Mar-a-Lago, right up nestled next to Donald Trump, which I don't understand either. Uh, Andrew Taki, our prayers are with you. We're going to link the Give, Send, Go uh, below all of the live broadcasts that we aired today. And more of the Stu Peter Show will continue next. Go. So many of the questions that we have, that we all have about the 2020 COVID pandemic, the original deployment of the bioweapon. And all of its aftermath and all of the theories about it hinge on one question. Why? If it really was a pandemic, if it really was the deployment of a bioweapon done premeditatedly, plotted by those in power, why did they do it? Why did it happen in 2020? If they wanted to call the population somehow, why do it with the mRNA shots? What was the big plan exactly? Well, Karen Kingston thinks that she can answer these questions with her latest theory about criminal accountability, and she thinks that she's identified three academics who played a central role in the whole affair, which now shows motive for criminal intent. Karen Kingston joins us now with more on that. Karen, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me, Stu. Um, yeah, I, I get that question all the time, as you do, which is, why not just kill us all, right? If this was truly a depopulation then why wouldn't they just kill everybody? And you had uh, Francis Boyle on a great interview on Friday uh, where you asked him directly, did the pharma companies know these, were gonna, these injections were gonna cause disease, disabilities, and death? And he said, absolutely they did. And you know, so you're like, oh, they must be these um, psychopaths. I mean, they are psychopaths. They just wanna kill people. It's like, no. What happened in 2019 was the pharma industry was pretty much over. I mean, Pfizer's total sales were around 40, $50 billion. Uh, and all their products had gone off patent. So with the mRNA technology, what happened? We know on October 22nd, 2020, they met with the FDA, Pfizer and industry, and they said, look, mRNA is going to cause all of these end-stage autoimmune diseases and, and cancers. So now you can create a pipeline of new products to treat all these new diseases. So, and you know, and you know what, there's gonna be a death count as you know some some of the uh, outfall of unleashing these bioweapons. And Pfizer said, we're okay with that. It even says on their website, they talk about how mRNA technology uh, can cause death. And, and you know that's just one of the risks of using it. But it also created all these new markets. And the New York Times you know, just covered last Thursday on February 23rd, the big payout to uh, the Andy Ward from La Jolla Jason McClellan from Dartmouth and Barney Graham from the NIH, who created the weaponized spike protein. So the title of the uh, New York Times article is after a long delay, Moderna pays NIH for COVID technique. And they paid uh, $400 million for the creation of the spike protein that's produced by the SARS-CoV-2 virus and by the MR or the SARS-CoV-2 sequence and the mRNA that produces the spike protein from the COVID-19 injections. Now, here's the kicker. 
not the $400 million kicker that they got. The kicker is Barney Graham, Jason McClellan, and Andy Ward filed the patent for the S2P spike protein in 2017. So they did it again. And, and if people go, well, all she does is read patents. Well, the patents are really important. Why do people file patents? They file them because they want a financial payout. So this was very much motivated for by money. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil, causing man to turn from his faith and pierce his heart with deep sorrows. Uh, they just didn't care that people were going to die. So I'm asked when I meet with law enforcement and criminal prosecutors, you know, what's the motivation? You know, and I can clearly show them it's financial. So Pfizer has a new product, Vindicale, that came out two years ago. Uh, it treats myocarditis that's caused by an autoimmune disease that produces proteins that attack the heart. Shocker. They have Mifembri, which treats heavy bleeding. It got approved in February 2021, a heavy menstruation in women. Okay, so they have all of these products. They have another one called a Pineke. Am I saying that right? Uh, and it treats um, inflammation of the spinal cord. So all of these things, you know, they talked about in October and then by the beginning of 2021, they had all these products to treat it. So I think that's a big part of it. And, and what causes the disease is the spike protein. That is the bioweapon. I think this is this lawsuit that um, Barney Graham, Jason McClellan and Andy Ward just won and got the 400 million payout. Uh, I think that that's, you know, incriminating evidence and shows motivation as to why they move forward with the spike protein. And let's go back to what Dr. Artis originally talked about, which is the, the snake venom and the spike protein and the researchers out of Philadelphia who published a paper in 2021. And they took 38 samples from people in Lombardy, Italy who had mild to moderate disease and eight samples from people who had severe disease and died. And when they um, analyzed the sequences, what they found was that the people that died had that super antigen spike protein which had snake venom in it, which was cobra venom, crate venom, of the rabies virus. Uh, and they also found the HIV glycoprotein 120. And they said they had been, they said, look, because the disease of COVID-19, the severe disease, it didn't look like um, an immune response from an infection, which sometimes children get from the flu. They said it looked like they were poisoned. And in fact, it is a poison, it's a bioweapon. So I think there's a ton of evidence, you know, I mean, it's clear now that this bioweapon was created and patented in 2017. And then the um, U.S. manufacturers and biotech and pharma companies were told, hey, you're going to we're going to create a whole new market for you, multi-trillion dollar markets um, of rare diseases now across two thirds of the population. So your rare diseases no longer affect one fraction of a percent of the population, you're going to have two thirds of the population. There's headlines all over the place that attempt to discredit Watch the Water, which was the documentary that you're speaking of where Dr. Brian Artis, retired chiropractor, said, look, I have been researching this extensively. My father-in-law was killed in a hospital to a drug similar to remdesivir. Uh, after he started digging into that, he went down the rabbit hole and he found all of the receipts. Dr. Artis has never talked about anything that he can't substantiate with published papers and literature and citing proof. That's why the importance of the patents that you talk about, because they openly admit essentially to looking for financial gain, uh, you know, directly tied to what we refer to as psychosis, because we think that these people are psychotic and that there is evil intent as well. Do you agree yeah. with that? I mean, is Dr. Artis being vindicated more and more every day? 
Yes, in regards to snake venom, specifically specifically relating to snake venom, is there snake venom, synthetic venomous peptides uh, that are from the Chinese crate snake and the African king cobra in this bioweapon? Yes, there is. There is. And and I I went on this video show over a year ago. We went through this that, yeah, that he brought to the global awareness and U.S. awareness that the pharma companies and biotech companies and our Department of Defense recreate synthetic venoms for purposes of use as toxins. So he brought that to our our, our awareness. What happened though with the the spike protein is it is specifically a bioweapon. Those toxins, the, the, the crate venom, the cobra venom, the rabies virus are super antigens that cause an inflammatory response Um, And there's other data that shows that somehow or another they're attaching to the T cells and causing the T cells to attack self. So it's being used as a bioweapon and snake venom, you know, crate and cobra venom are categorized as bioweapons by the U.S. Department of Defense as well. They are used in pharmaceuticals. I worked on a product called Ticacin that that actually is snake venom derived. But what I want to talk about, too, is what Francis Boyle was talking about, you know, that this could travel 30 feet, that the Chinese government made an aerosolized virus. Um, they made an aerosolized bioweapon using cationic liposomes. And so SARS-CoV-2, this is just more evidence. And we're going to go back to Dr. Malone's original patents and original papers. A cationic liposome, which we're calling a lipid, is a nanotechnology. Now, there was a paper from the uh, researchers at the University of La Jolla published at the end of 2020 called Nanomedicine for COVID-19, the Role of Nanotechnology. So in this paper, Stu, they state, what is SARS-CoV-2? They state that SARS-CoV-2 is different than SARS-CoV-1. It's 80% similar. It's 60 to 140 nanometers in size, and it has a genome of 30 kilobytes. Kilobytes are the size of programs, computer programs, okay? So the cationic liposome, liposome is a nanotechnology. The paper also cites the 2007 FDA guidance uh, called Nanotechnology Task Force Report. And that includes whether or not the FDA regulates nanotechnology and should they regulate liposomes, including the manufacturing, chemistry, pharmacokinetics of it. Who invented the cationic liposome? Dr. Malone, he talks about it all the time. That means he created a synthetic uh, product that mimics cells, mimics fat, and hosts an electronic charge. You can go to Dr. Malone's website. He, he proudly lists his research there, including the 1989 publication, Cationic Liposome Mediated RNA Transfection. Okay. And the paper um, basically, it, 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 it enabled the technology enables um, an animal body to present DNA from a non animal body, a non mammal. Specifically, he uses the firefly. Uh, African clawed frog and the fruit fly in here. But I want to read the opening abstract, which is we've developed an efficient and reproducible method for RNA transfection using a synthetic cationic lipid. Okay. Why don't they call it a cationic nanotechnology? Because that doesn't sound good. So a cationic lipid is nanotech. And, and, and I know Dr. Mullen doesn't want to talk about nanotech. And he doesn't want to talk about snake venom. Uh, he was on the venom. program. He said to me right at the beginning of our most recent interview, he said to me, I'm here to talk about anything except snake venom. That was after watch the water went amazingly viral. Yeah. And so I don't know why he doesn't want to talk about it because if you can go to his website, there's the 1996 patent. Uh, Dr. Malone is the fourth author on this patent called delivery of exogenous 
DNA sequences in mammals. So that means how do we get non-mammal DNA or non-human DNA to present in a human, such as DNA from snakes and bats and rodents, whatever. And in the patent, again, you know, it, it states how you can use the cationic liposome technology um, to uh, deliver synthetic uh, peptide vaccines. If you go to section three, paragraph six, it says a large number of disease states can benefit from the administration of therapeutic peptides. Moreover, this kills me, section six, moreover, de selective delivery of toxic peptides such as ricin, diphtheria toxin, or cobra venom factor to diseased neoplastic cells can have major therapeutic benefits. So his technology is used to deliver ricin, one of the most deadly bioweapons ever, and cobra venom to aggressive cancer cells. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist too, but I, I bet there's safer ways to treat cancer than to deliver ricin into a human body or venom. I don't know, what do you think? I think I don't know why Dr. Malone doesn't want to talk about the thing that he invented. I have asked the question about snake venom to him in the past. He talks about, I asked him about a thing called prolines. Uh, he really deflected when I asked him about prolines. What are prolines, Karen? Uh, well, they're, they're amino acids. And so what's interesting, so I'm going to hypothesize now. If you read the, the Pfizer biological application, it says that Comirnaty uh, includes the full mRNA sequence of SARS-CoV-2 to produce the Wuhan Institute of Virology spike protein with the insertion of an additional two prolines. That's what Barney Graham, Jason McClellan, and Andy Ward got paid on, right? So what are the so what happens when the sequence for the prolines goes into the cell wall and into the cytoplasm, or as Dr. Malone calls it, the egg wipe? Well, then the mRNA can read that sequence of the prolines. And it's my understanding that the prolines can then be con converted and manufacture these toxic peptides. So it's turning the cytoplasm of the cell, the prolines, those amino acids, the mRNA is reading it and then converting it into a bioweapon factory. And as Dr. Martin said on your show about a month ago, the American Heart Association had a poster that they presented in July of 2022, where they say specifically, our data shows that the spike protein from the SARS-CoV-2 causes heart muscle damage. Besides the direct damaging of the heart muscle, the spike protein itself is very inflammatory and may cause systemic inflammation that indirectly causes heart problems. That same paper I read to you from regarding that the liposomes are nanotech talks about how the um, spike protein can bind directly to T cells and cause the T cells to kill cells. Back to Dr. Malone's patent. He says right here, um, it's not just him, there are five other authors. Section three, it would be desirable to provide a cellular immune response alone in immunizing agents against viruses for which antibodies have been shown to enhance infectivity. So what he's saying is, look, uh, the antibody dependent enhancement when you um, create antibodies to a spike protein or a virus can cause more disease and increase, you know, vaccine associated enhanced disease. He's like, it would be better if we could get the T cells to kill the cytotoxin directly. Well, that's what this product, this bioweapon does. It causes, a, it's a super antigen that causes an overreactive antibody response in a cytokine storm. And it's also programming your white blood cells that it's not taking out to actually kill um, self. And there was another paper that was published in um, last year or in 2020, August, 2021. 
and it's entitled A Drug Candidate for Treating Adverse Reaction Caused by the Pathogenic Antibodies Induced by the COVID-19 Virus and Vaccines. Um, and, and it specifically states that um, our data shows this formulation can reduce the sickness and deaths caused by the pathogenic antibody spike antibodies. So Dr. Malone's invention causes two things. It causes antibody-dependent enhancement because it creates a super antigen, a bioweapon. Uh, and then it can also, uh, through this cationic liposome, uh, somehow attach itself to T cells and program the T cells to, to kill self as well. I mean, it's, it, it is, when I read the master patents, and now I went back and read some of Malone's original patents, which, which back up the master patents, I have said this over and over again. I cried, and my crying turned, out to wa turned into wailing out to God. If you understood what they're saying, this has nothing but harmful, evil intentions to harm humans. Immunogenicity is teaching the human body to kill self. Uh, and it's overriding God's uh, perfect creation, how he made us in his image, uh, with a nanotechnology that penetrates cells and rewrites our DNA. That's what it is. Now, they can't say they're programming the body to kill healthy cells. That's why it's all done under the guise of cancer research, Stu. Yeah. We're the cancer. Always bringing the receipts, unafraid to talk about anything, and fighting these evildoers unrelentingly. Karen Kingston, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you, Stu. Deanna Lorraine is up next with Shots Fired, as well as all of the other exclusive content that you'll find at StuPeters.com and on Rumble at the Stu Peters Network. We will be back here tomorrow, same place, same time. Until then, God bless you.